Hey again, and welcome to the Stouting Off Podcast, where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Hello again, and welcome to the Stouting Off Podcast. I am your host, Drew Stoutenberg, and I'm the host now and forevermore, and I am joined live in studio by my producer, Jordan. Jordan, how are you, man? Doing great, thank you. I've recently fallen back in love with my massage gun, man. Um, this thing cured me of tendonitis, and I can't get enough of it. Uh, I, I, playing drums and playing semi-professional ping pong, table tennis. Huh, it sounds a bit loud, so I'll just probably shut it down for now. But I did want to feature it because this thing, I've been living and dying by this thing. And in fact, you don't have one, do you? No. you got to get one. It's I'm, I mean, when you get to our stage in life, it, like it's funny, but it's also true. All homes should have one of these. These. Mine is by a brand called Ached Away, and it's awesome. But, um, yeah, I had bad tendonitis a couple Decembers ago. (laughs) Specifically December. Um, Yeah, it was December 2018. And, man, I couldn't move my wrist without, like, major pain. Without watching the movie Major Pain. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I had this wrist pain right here in my wrist. And it was as a result of muscles being too tight in my forearm. So I got a massage gun and I just drilled down on this all the time. And it loosened me up. And now I'm healed in Jesus' name. So um, no, but I also have a friend who he's a friend I know from the gym and from our church. And he plays guitar professionally for a big country artist and he on his guitar like neck hand is having issues and i'm like you have to get a massage gun and he's like yeah my wife and i are probably gonna buy one within the next couple weeks um we just had that conversation a couple days ago in fact so by the time you guys hear this actually my friend kellen will probably have purchased a massage gun so that's cool it's cool how time works like that um but yeah i mentioned table tennis earlier I love hobbies, and if I don't have a hobby or something to really sink my teeth into, I I don't do well. I'm not thriving. So a couple years ago, I was playing a lot of ping pong at work with some coworkers, and there was one particular coworker who just had my number. And I'm a competitive guy, and I'm looking up videos of how to beat this guy, and I just couldn't beat him. So I said, you know what? I He's playing the most basic game ever. He's playing really basic strategy. He plays with a, like a non-stick paddle and he's just returning everything simple no spin no nothing he's just consistent i said there's got to be an easy way to beat this guy and so i started uh taking professional or private um table tennis lessons with a former national champion of the ukraine david klashik in farmington hills michigan founder of the farmington hills table tennis club fhttc so that should tell you enough what you need to know but this guy was so fantastic he won he was 72 years old at the time, a few years ago. And uh, at the age of 20 or 22, he won the national championship there in the Ukraine. And the Ukraine, at the time, to, to my knowledge, was a, a table tennis powerhouse. So that should be a testament to David's um, his prowess on the table, so to speak. But it was a lot like the movie Dodgeball, <laughs> where there's like kind of like this what seems like an older washed up guy but and he's asking you to do all this crazy stuff but he actually knows what he's talking about like if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball and um but he wasn't doing anything weird or unconventional like that but he would just be like down pedal down like he would you know it's like a perfect example 
when you're doing something like that, golf is a similar way, I think, where it shouldn't necessarily feel right when you do it. At first, at least, when you're learning how to swing and such. Table tennis is like this, too. It's like when you're when you're in grade school and you, you're there for picture day and they tell you to, okay, now turn your left shoulder and look over your shoulder and it feel and now put your hands like this nope closer to your closer to your body nope a little bit out toward your they're like posing you in yeah. all this different way and it feels like you're a human pretzel but then you get the picture back and you're like oh it looks great <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was like with table tennis i'm like are you sure i should be getting this low I, my paddle should almost be touching the floor he's like lower 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 and uh yeah and then i just turned out to be pretty good and then so my buddy at work I mean, it wasn't really competitive anymore because, yeah. And I'm not, that's not even a brag. Like, I went out and got lessons. That's kind of dorky. But we stopped playing at work because it wasn't fun anymore because I was winning. So that's cool. And then um, F- Franklin, Tennessee here, um, just a town or two south of, of Nashville, they are the, the host city for the Nashville Table Tennis Club, which I've attended twice. And I just get mo- like, yeah, I just, what was the expression I was going for? Oh, yeah. Basically, my opponents just mopped the floor with me. That's what I was going for. Smooth, smooth communicator right here. So that's cool. And uh, no, they're really good down there, though. And and um, I've made a couple friends, though. One lady, what was her name, actually? It's, her name's in my phone book. It's like, like Lucy Table Tennis Club or something like this. She's not from around here. She's this like cute little Chinese lady. She's amazing at table tennis. She does sales for some company and comes through occasionally. So whenever she comes through... We meet up at the club, which has been twice. The table tennis club, of course. <laughs> so we go out to the club and um, yeah, we hit some hit some table tennis, some ping pong balls around. <laughs> you can find me in the club. <laughs> Paddle down. Paddle down full of bub. Was that the lyric? <laughs> never got into Under Armour. Out of all the athletic wear companies, I've never been an under, underwear, Under Armour guy. I don't know why. I just don't identify with that brand. Um, do you have any Under Armour stuff? I keep almost saying underwear. That <laughs> just goes to show you how not on my radar Under Armour really is. I used to be into hunting, and so that's like a big player in the hunting game play for like base layers and stuff like that. Okay. Maybe that's part of the reason why. Like, I don't know. Like, you don't see Nike out in the hunting world and right. kind of like, like, an Under Armour hat that has like a little fish hook on the side of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. It's like, hey, I'm clearly an outdoors guy. Like, so basically, my question for Under Armour is, okay, what are you, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you you're grown up now. You're a, a actual clothing brand. So, you know, who, what market segment are you really identifying most closely with? I think that's what it is. You can't be everything to everybody. You can't be even something to everybody, but you can be everything to somebody. <laughs> and that's what we're aiming to, to be with the Stouting Off podcast. We want to be everything to, to you podcast listeners who like us, okay? Um, but yeah, Under Armour, I just don't really get it. I think Nike's way cool. I think Reebok is cool. And uh, I think Adidas is cool in its own right. I think Adidas actually sponsors the uh, NHL like they're the sponsor for the NHL jerseys now, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Historically, they've been kind of um, um, soccer. Reebok? Soccer. Yeah. Well, was Reebok. Reebok for NHL. Yeah. It went Nike, I believe, and then uh, Reebok, and then Adidas. Yeah. 
a lot of money floating around there and sponsorships and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Under Armour is kind of big in golf too. True. True. Shoes. Oh, you know what? I just um, I just met the state rep for Under Armour for Tennessee and I think a couple other states. Any store that sells Under Armour, they I believe they go through him. Hmm. He's actually the guy. He's actually the guy who brought the friend to the movie theater that was talking in my ear. No he's, kidding. He's my buddy's housemate who brought the guy who then was chirping. And that was on episode seven, I think. Yeah. Seven? Does that sound right? Uh, or six. Was it six? Yeah, I think it was six. Cool little hack I came up with, or I found recently, and by recently I mean within the past couple of years, but I had to utilize last night, is if you feel like there's a zit coming in, you can put toothpaste on it overnight, and it will like take care of it. So what? if you look closely, I have a little something right here, but it was much more of a something last night. You put toothpaste on it. I slept with toothpaste on it. A couple little spots on my pillow. It's all right. It's water soluble. Just, you know, rinse it out with water. But pop a little on there. Hmm. You wake up in the morning, you wash it off. Good as new. Smells good, I'm sure. Up there oh, it smells for the great. Sleep. And it's got a little menthol cooling sensation too. Oh. Just one little tiny little localized spot right on your forehead. Actually, my, where was mine? Kind Did of it right. mess with the mask? No, the mask kind of dipped under it. So okay. here's where it is. Good question. The mask goes like this. Um, but <laughs> that's a great question. It is. Uh, it's nice, though. It's nice um, knowing that something like that is out there and it doesn't have to be some high-priced Neutrogena, whatever. You can just put toothpaste on your zit and you're good. I get stuff right here, though, because that's where the zit was, right between my eyes. Because I will... Man, like my unibrow growing capabilities are off the charts. I have to maintain this like daily. So if you pull out too many hairs, guess what? Exposed pores and now they want to do zits. Now zits want to come up. <laughs> they want to do zits. And that's all I'm going to say about zits. No more. Because I got tired of that topic and I got grossed out by it the more I talk about it, even though I like popping them. But that's another story for another time. And um, my buddy... Uh, posted this on his story today he just went back to like i don't know the store with all of his returnables empty cans and bottles and stuff from you know the the lockdown the pandemic when we were all taking it really seriously <laughs> just sidebar never mind just kidding and um his the tr the bed of his truck was filled with all these bags and i wanted to respond back like okay so what that should total about i don't know eight bucks right that's my thing with returnables I'm blessed and fortunate enough to where like, it's not, and I don't want to sound like, okay, the way I explain that makes it sound like I'm some entitled jerk or whatever, but like to save all of that stuff and like the, the, the process of bagging it, taking it in your car, which I have, I don't have a truck. I don't want those empty cans and bottles like in my car where they could all, I don't know, the little empty the the remnants of what's left in there could like leak out and then you take it all the way up to the store and that's nasty too it's not worth the five dollars you know right you're gonna recycle them i'm gonna recycle them yeah as soon as i finish like a, a Lacroix or whatever which i only do the off-brand kroger brand and they taste the same but that is also beside the point i'll take that can i'll just put it in my recycling bin like the the returnable aspect although i heard of a story many years ago of a, a family in my community who they afforded an, a family trip 
only based on returnable stuff. Hmm. Like they would go around. I don't know if they would go to like people's homes and stuff and be like, Hey, do you have any empties? But I do know they would like go through trash (laughs) and they weren't like a family that necessarily like needed to do that, but they were just like frugal. Yeah. Um, Frugality. It's a core value around here, but (laughs) yeah, a a truck bed full of like empty cans and bottles and stuff. I'm like, that's gotta be five to eight bucks max. What's the show? Um, I don't even know what network it's on, but the show where people will do that, like save paper towel and um, oh, it's um, yeah. I can't it, even think. Is of it cheapskates? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, there are some funny people on that show. I actually. mean, there's guys making like 80, 90 grand a year, and they're still going through people's garbage to look for cans and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, cheapskates. <laughs> I remember crying about some dude's antics on that, and I can't remember any of the specifics. But I was watching with our buddy Joel, and we were just like, we were beside ourselves just <laughs> with how cheap and the lengths to which this guy would go to save one cent. Sure. Dude, there was a guy, the last episode that I watched on that, there was a guy who bought a house, a new construction, and then covered every piece of flooring, carpet, and everything like that with plastic, lived in it for five years, and they're like, don't you want to like enjoy your house? All he cared about was the resale value, dude. Oh Which at gosh. the end of the day, okay, it's cool. But like more oftentimes than not, people are going to refinish the things or, yeah. or whatever, you know? Like, Oh my gosh. Dude. That's a, you ever meet somebody who, this especially was common back um, before like iPhones were like 90% of people's phones, but people who keep the little plastic protective screen on their phone sure this it comes on there they didn't they never peeled it off though yeah were you obviously you and i are normal people so we would just take it off right when we got out of the packaging yeah i mean it's one of the best parts about getting something new is taking off that yeah i believe johnny nagel kept his on he had a little external display on his flip phone too i think he kept it on there and uh yeah that would also come on like computer screens tv screens people would keep those on there for what? What are you doing? What are you doing? I want to enjoy the product That's as it. it was intended to be enjoyed. That's it. That's it. And this guy who's living in a shrink-wrapped house, new construction, it's not like you can put a, a dollar value. In my opinion, you can put a dollar value on just enjoying your current time. You know, be prudent, plan for the future, and absolutely like... Be very cost conscious. I try to be as well. I've talked about how much coffee costs, for example. Um, do all that, but not to me. It's not worth it at the expense of enjoying today. Right. Sacrifice today, sure, but don't be miserable today. Take your shoes off when you walk up the stairs. Don't cover it in plastic and still walk on it <laughs> with your it. shoes out the door. That's right. That's right. It's that simple, and that. If I was to run for president, that's going to be my platform. <laughs> Take the plastic off your new electronics and don't shrink wrap the inside of your house, you freaks. <laughs> vote vote Stoutenberg McMillian 2020. Um, I'll be there, but in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, oh, this is a juicy, juicy topic. And it's I've got the research in my drawer here. With this picture of me and my brother backpacking in the Rocky Mountains, 2015. Is it in focus? 
tilt it down a little bit. It's in the glare. There you go. <laughs> Fold it over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this should help. <laughs> Can you see it? Yeah. It's yeah, nice it though. Good. Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado. I'll have to go through a couple pictures in there. For another time, maybe today. So listen to this. Some people don't know this. I just found out about this. Jordan, tell me if you've heard about this. Why Britney Spears' fans are convinced she's being held captive. Have you heard about this? I've heard about this, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen to this. For the past 12 years, Spears has been confined by a conservatorship, which is like kind of like a legal guardian when somebody isn't considered like mentally capable of taking care of themselves. She has been confined for the past 12 years by a conservatorship that leaves her without control of her finances, business, or personal affairs. And for the past year or so, her fans have been speculating with increasing fervor that the conservatorship has left Spears, now 38, a prisoner in her own glamorous life and that she is in need of rescue. So I think her dad actually... um, I think that her dad is the guy who's taking care of yeah, all her I stuff. Yeah, I so too. Um, there was this one particular um, Instagram thing. And and people are saying, you know, that it, for years she hasn't been in control of any of her stuff. You know, like she's been a puppet of her parents, specifically her dad and I think her sister, Jamie Lynn. Um, listen to this. Anything she wants to do, this is what... Um, well, anything she wants to do, she has to ask permission as if she were a child, says Elaine Renoir, president of the National Association to Stop Guardianship Abuse. She doesn't have the legal right to engage in a contract. That has to be done through a conservator. She can't do anything. So for their work, conservators are paid a healthy salary. According to the 2016 New York Times report, Jamie Spears made an annual salary of 130 grand and took home 1.5% of the gross revenues from Spears' Las Vegas residency. So Jamie Lynn, her younger sister, was her conservator for a while. Conservator? I don't know how to... I feel like I'm over-formally saying it. Um, Listen to this. Oh, this one. I liked this part. This was interesting. (laughs) You might tell me rumble just now. Um, Okay. Stand by one second. Where's I'm scanning the article. She has a regularly updated Instagram, but after a prominent post went up with an emoticon rather than Spears' preferred emojis, and another one re- recycled a clip from 2018, fans have begun to doubt whether Spears is always in control of what is posted on it. It is rumored that Spears' access to the internet is heavily curtailed and that she is only allowed a flip phone like Johnny Nagel in two thousand until 2012. <laughs> Spears has... Um, there was a... There was a part. There was a part in this where she was like... Where fans were like, Brittany, if you're in trouble... Somebody commented, if you're in trouble, wear a yellow shirt on the next post. Yeah. And sure enough, the next post was like her in this yellow top. And you could kind of... I felt like... I've seen the clip. Have you seen the clip? Yeah. I... You can kind of tell that there's a little something going on, seems like. Um, she said something about this. I don't remember if it was a date or a certain time or whatever, but it lined up with this movie, this yeah. Disney movie. And that particular minute and second in the movie was like, help me, like they've got like they've got me captured or really? something yeah. like this. And I think she did a similar thing with a book too, but 
And I mean this with all due respect, but is Britney Spears that cunning and that clever to do that? Not sure. I'm not sure either. Can't say. And I don't and that's all I'm gonna say about that. I'm not gonna say anything else about her capabilities. Um anyway, that's isn't that just so interesting? She has had a weird history, specifically in the public limelight. Remember that that person, that yeah. sweet young innocent girl? Yeah. Baby One More Time was such a jam. I remember the first time I heard it. I was at Woodland Lanes, bowling alley. Actually, we were leaving. It was a church youth group trip. We were leaving. and um, Plymouth and Farmington? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Woodland Lanes. I wonder how they're doing through the pandemic. I hope they're still open. Good folks over there. Good folks. Do you say the L in folks? No. Do you, any hint of it? It's just It just sounds like F-O-K-E-S. Folks. Folks. There, I heard an L Folks. in there. I, I, I feel like I heard fifteen percent of an L. Folks, <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying folks either. Like it's f u like f u l k s. <laughs> folks. Yeah, I have a client named with the last name Folks. Know anybody who says both? Yes, Joel Hall. He'll say both or um, yeah, both. What else? He says both. One of our friends says egg and leg instead of egg and leg. Grow up. Get a clue. You know who you are, man. Come see me. <laughs> um, egg. Yeah, would you like some scrambled eggs this morning? Can't do that. You cannot. I feel like I speak perfect English. I feel like I... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... When people say, oh, you got, a, you got an accent, Midwest accent. Oh, you're from the Midwest, clearly. I'm like, no. I am, I am the quintessential English speaker. <laughs> it's all y'all who have the accents um speaking of women in the the limelight celebrity status i have another i have another update from a famous woman martha stewart now she's had an interesting run what's she saying well i'll tell you she's saying a lot um remember when she she went to jail what was her what were her charges for which she went to jail Took me to MarthaStewart.com. Sure, it's not <laughs> Martha on there. Stewart living. <laughs> Let's see. I can either order 9,000 counts uh, Egyptian cotton sheets or look at her prison sentence in mugshot. <laughs> uh, found guilty uh, felony charges of conspiracy obstruction of an agency proceeding and making false statements to federal investigators. Wow. Sentenced in July 2004. Wow, we never like to hear that. And she was in jail, I think, for a bit. And then she was house arrest. And then she did some weird collab with Snoop Dogg. I know that they're friends. Um, so that's cool. But anyway, Martha Stewart. Here's the headline. Martha Stewart, queen of CBD. Martha Stewart has launched a line of hemp-derived cannabidiol. Cannabidiol. I don't know that word. Rich gummies. Anyway, she started a um, CBD brand. So that's cool for her. She joins a crowded market with around 3,000 brands. I was going to say CBD. Lots of, lots of brands going Yeah, around. even like just on the main road here. Yeah. When you go up and down, you can see like all these CBD places. One of my friends just opened a shop in uh, Belmead, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Like muffins and like baked goods. Muff, CBD. Muffins and mittens and mufflers. Muffins and mittens and, and CBD. That's a... Uh, <laughs> that's um, from The Office. He's like, yeah, Dunder Mifflin. It sounds like we either sell mufflers or mittens or uh, whatever. Jim says that. 
Um, anyway, she joins a crowded market of around 3,000 brands of CBD uh, companies. Wow. One company. Yeah, okay. They they anticipate that by 2023, that industry will grow by $10 billion in annual sales. Jeez. At a time when consumers are experiencing higher levels of stress due to the pandemic. There it is. An opportunistic business. Like, that's business. All successful businesses find a need for the right people at the right time. And that's why they succeed. You know, while the number of new CBD buyers has slumped in the past year, experts say Stewart's household name could help attract female consumers in the 46 to 55 age range. And again, stammered in there a little bit. So that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Could help attract female consumers in the 46 to 55 age range. And you know, so much research went into that. Like these companies who look up stuff like that, they've got just thousands and thousands of data points. Yeah. Um, cool. There's a little bug on our light. That's always nice. It's like a little bug, like a bug zapper. What if <laughs> dual purpose bug zapper and whatever you studio call it? Light. <laughs> studio. <laughs> Every once in a while, just in the background here. <laughs> did you um? Did you go camping a decent amount as a kid? Were you guys a camping family? Camping. Okay, mm. I have an accent. I get it. Camping. Camping. Uh, no, no, we didn't go as kids, but I went like post high school. That's when I started getting into okay, it. Okay. Okay. See, that's kind of when I slowed down a bit, but I still try to go at least once a summer. Didn't go the summer or last, but, um, but no, I do try to go. I love camping. And that was like our vacation of choice as a family. Um, especially like my dad, like he, he was big into that and growing up, in Michigan, you just drive three hours north, and then you're in like beautiful part of the country, and the best, yeah, yeah, and the Great Lakes are like freshwater oceans, basically. Mm-hmm. Like if you haven't been there, just picture an expansive horizon where you can't see the other side. It's beautiful blue water, and there's no risk of getting stung by a jellyfish or eaten by a shark. It's awesome, but the, I guess the trade-off there is that we don't really get waves in those in those lakes. Right. You know, the Great Lakes don't really get waves other than like maybe two or three footers here or there. Yeah. And they're usually so cold. But anyway, I want to go to our first segment. What have I been watching? So this one isn't, um, it's not necessarily new, but I just yesterday watched in one day um, GoldenEye and Casino Royale. And I did a side-by-side comparison of um, of Pierce Brosnan compared to Daniel Craig as James Bond, 007. Have you seen those films? Yeah. Firstly, I have to just give proper respect to uh, GoldenEye as a franchise because that was arguably the best Nintendo 64 game of all time, GoldenEye. Did you sure. guys play it in your household? Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, playing as uh, Odd Job would be like totally cheap to do, you know, because he's so short and yep. it was hard to find him. Or shoot him. The world uh, of local gaming, man. Yeah. Screen like and screen peeking, like you can see where yeah. everybody else is. Inviting three people over to your house. Yep. Sour patch kids. Mountain Dew. That was before all the fancy Mountain Dews too. It was just Mountain Dew. It's just Mountain Dew. You didn't have code red. You didn't have the black the the like the, the blackish, purplish, yeah. Cloudy one. Baja blast. Baja blast. That stuff slams. Pure though. cane sugar or whatever it is. You know? Is that one of their they're one of their Mountain Dews? Yeah, something like where it uses real sugar. Real cane sugar. 
We still have to know what cane sugar is because I know that like if you go to a Mexican restaurant, they have like that brand. I always get like the orange soda and it always says pure cane sugar. Yeah. We'd love to see what sugar cane looks like someday in real life. But anyway, Goldeneye, what an amazing game. What an, what a beautiful game. <laughs> True. What a beautiful game it is. <laughs> Did you have any favorite maps on that? Mine was uh, f- Frigate. The, it was like a boat one. Oh, yeah. And then also the Complex. Complex was complex was complex sweet and had was ramps and stuff. There's one laboratory, right? Laboratory was one. Yeah, the facility. Yeah, facility. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That was Where cool. you kind of go through the doors. And if you shoot, doors. if you shoot a chair long enough, it'll explode, <laughs> like actually combust. Um, but anyway, Goldeneye with Pierce Brosnan, and then I watched Casino Royale with Daniel Craig, and um, and that was over the course of a day. And of course, whenever I watch a movie, it's going to be in three or four installments because I can't sit still and pay attention to one movie for an hour and. 45 minutes to two hours. So anyway, my conclusion is this. I thought that uh, Pierce Brosnan is more handsome and like more suave and stuff. But I I think I like Daniel Craig more. Yeah. Would you agree? I agree. Yeah, I do. Like if you were the director or if you were the creator of that series, who would you want to be your James Bond? Daniel Craig. It would be Daniel Craig. Yeah. See, between the two, or between those two. Yeah, Daniel Craig. And I don't even. People say like all the older guys and stuff. I don't even really identify with that. I think people in 1950 and 60 and 70. I think people looked different back then. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. They had different features, even yeah. though that's not true. But they look different, dude. I can't picture them in modern day. Even like hairstyle and things like that play big. It goes and, a long and, way. And obviously, like what they're wearing and stuff. Yeah. Daniel Craig and and 007 is always wearing like tight suits and like. Just oh, and looks, he's jacked. Yeah, it just looks awesome. The man is jacked. Yeah. Um. He is in fantastic shape. Good on him, honestly. I always say this about um, like famous actors and stuff, though. Zac Efron, all these guys who get in shape for like for, for roles. If it was my job, and I had a private chef and a personal trainer, and I had okay, you just got to train for four to six hours a day. I could do that. Yeah, I would look awesome. Sure. And that's the only reason why I don't. <laughs> Honestly, like unlimited supply of money or what seems like it at least. Yeah. You have to eat 30 chicken breasts a day. Yep. And your private chef can make it taste really good. So yeah. you won't get, you know, food fatigue basically from yeah. eating the same thing every day, which is what I do, which when I'm eating right, it's going to be brown rice and chicken breast and like broccoli every day for dinner. Yeah. And I don't even do like sauce or anything. It's boring. But it's quick cleanup and it's got the nutrient that that I'm looking for. Uh, but yeah, Daniel Craig is jacked. Dude, yeah. I gained a lot of respect for for Daniel Craig. Uh, my father-in-law recommended a movie to me and it's called Knives Out. Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't watched that yet. What what blows my mind is, you know, he's got like a, like a British English accent, you know? Yeah. And in this movie... He's got a deep, deep Southern accent, Respect. and he plays it the entire time. That's just always been a massive, like, oh, this this guy's sick. Yeah, if, can, I, if someone can do that, I think know? that's that's mad talent for sure. Um, let's see, Sarah Walker in one of my favorite shows of all time, Chuck. She is the female lead. She's from Australia, and she plays a, a girl who I think is like from New Jersey or I don't know New England or something. But anyway, just like speaks like american english no accent 
you know, that you can tell. And then you hear her in, in interviews and she's totally from down under, you know. Isn't that crazy? Rescuers down under, actually. I've never understood that about songs either. True. Like, no matter where you're from, it's all in yeah. our language. <laughs> <laughs> it's American. Um, so anyway. Maker's Mark cask strength. Have you had this stuff? Yeah, I think here. It must have been this? Yeah. What are you pointing at? That's what you've been watching. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so, yeah, anyway, that's what I've been watching. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the best producer in the business. I don't know how long it's going to take for y'all to understand this. Okay? And if anybody tries to come and poach him from the stouting off staff, you're going to have me to go through first. He's mine. He's ours. I'm his. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, When I... When I am working throughout the week, I've mentioned before I'm a recruiter for a third-party recruiting company, so I'm on the phone a lot. I'm making a lot of calls and um, yeah, a lot of texts and emails and stuff, but I do a lot of stuff right from my phone. And when I'm on my phone, I don't have AirPods to look, you know, like cool. I have this Bluetooth like ear dongle. It's one of these Bluetooth earpieces that still. Even though it's cool, it's made by this company called Sennheiser, which makes like really pro audio stuff, including for like recording music, pro gear. Um, whenever I'm wearing that, I feel like just the biggest tool on earth. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of like it. I think I kind of, when I wear that, I kind of relish the, like, almost it's like, it, it's almost like this whole idea of like when you have it on, it's just, you're too busy for everybody else. But I don't go, you know, I'm not wearing it in public, especially on the phone. It might be on my ear if I like get out of the car or something and I uh, go, but I'm not going to be taking calls. And, um, oh yeah, Ed Bassmaster actually did a, a YouTube thing on this where he would be like, it was like a prank where he'd be pretending to talk on his Bluetooth earpiece. And then, but he's clearly, he's saying something that someone right next to him in real life would absolutely believe that he's talking to them. For example, he's at like uh He's at like a jewelry kiosk in the mall. He's he's like looking there and he's pretending to be on his Bluetooth. And he's like, yeah, yeah. How much are the uh, how much are the twenty four karat uh, earrings there? And then the person next to him would start talking and be like, well, sir, those are uh, three ninety nine. And he'd be like, yeah, hold on a sec. What's that, buddy? <laughs> and then the, then the then the sales associate would be like, you know, those are three ninety. He's like, no, I wasn't talking. I was talking to my Bluetooth. And then the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Those are so funny, but they also make me cringe. Sure, yeah. But they're also so funny. There's also another one where he's like, he's talking, he's standing next to a guy. And he's like, yeah, which way is the promenade? <laughs> Asking for directions. <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, it's right down there. Take a look. He's like, hold on. Hold on a sec. What's that, buddy? <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's serious. Oh, no, I wasn't talking. He was talking on my Bluetooth excuse me he's like yeah it's just ridiculous that's hilarious i love pranks when youtube first rose to uh popularity pranks are what i primarily used it for remember what we primarily remember our first youtube video our first foray man it was a long time ago. yeah so years ago jordan and i have been like really close friends best buddies yeah i mean just like absolutely inner circle guys for a long time all the way dating back to 2006 we were uh the we were part of a band for like this church retreat that we were playing for our middle schoolers at our church we were like out of high school but um 
Well, actually, you weren't. I wasn't yet. You were a junior in high school. Yep. I was graduated one year. And so um, we made this like video of like this campfire song, Bazooka Bubblegum. My mom gave me a pen. Bazooka, bazooka, bubblegum. Anyway, we made this video and the students, it popped off with the students. They loved it. They wanted to see it at every session. We were there for a week. And so out of nowhere, like like a couple weeks later, we're, we're seeing this, this uh, video of ours get like 20,000 plays, 40,000 plays. And uh, to date, I believe it has a 90, it's like a 90,000 play count, but I have it hidden. It's actually on the Stouting Off channel. We could make it visible for some... If, if any of our viewers request the Bazooka Bubblegum video, we'll make it available for you. You just have to make you just make the request. We'll make it available. We'll send you the link. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Bazooka Bubblegum found out about the video, and they sent us like a ton of stuff. And this was back before, you know, we had endorsements, you know, like the Dickies endorsement and stuff like that. <laughs> Dickies <laughs> doesn't know they've endorsed us or that they're a sponsor, but we just love them. Yeah. They're not a sponsor. They're not paying us. We just love their stuff. If you think about this, we made that video before the iPhone came out. You you might be right. Yeah, you it came out in two thousand eight, right? Wow, you may be right. I may be crazy, <laughs> but it just might be. Um, yeah, that that video popped off though. Popped off. It was cool. They sent us shirts. They sent us like three tubs of gum and stickers and a basketball thing. And yeah, it was really cool. I don't know. It was, it was, that, that was fun. That was just fun. Unexpected stuff. When you're like, when you're just making stuff cause it's fun, like we're doing with the podcast, any, any like notoriety or any like attention or money or material goods that come from it is bonus. Yeah. True. Cause we're just having fun. This yeah. is my favorite part of the week. Hanging out with you. Are you Me kidding too. me? Yeah. This is the best. It's great. Drinking makers, Mark cask strength, you know, talking about Martha Stewart. Yeah. These are the things that dreams are truly made of. True. Lee. Truly. And we can talk about them and people can relate to them. That's it. And that's the key that's, ingredient. It is. It really is. Um, is there anything else you want to add today? Are you good? No, I'm good. That's how I always end phone calls. <laughs> anything else for my end? Even if I called them, you know? <laughs> no, that's all. I, that's why I called that. Yeah, that's all I had, Drew. Uh, I'll ask Will that too when I call him sometimes. Um, I'll call him. I'll be like, da, da, da. did you see this? And, da, da. and he'll be like, yeah, I'll be like, all right. Well, you got anything else for me? No, 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 Drew. That's all I called you for. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> please, uh, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on Apple. And, um, I almost stammered on that, but I didn't. And then follow on Spotify, follow us on Instagram, etc. Please let us know what you're thinking. If you ever want to hear about a particular topic, DM us on Instagram and we'll absolutely you know, shout it out on the, uh, on the Stouting Off podcast. But as always, thanks for listening to the Stouting Off podcast where we spout off commentary on the everyday.